Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. It is Taz and the Moose with you right here on this Monday morning on CBS Sports Radio. As we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Mike and Anthony across the way. Bogus with your updates. Number to call. 855-212-4CBS is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Coming up later on this hour, we're going to talk a little NFL. John McClain will join us. Covers the National Football League for the Houston Chronicle as uh, uh, NFL training camps are in full flight. We're taking your suggestions on social media, what we should name our NFL <clears throat> camping segment. Yes. Um, so fire us and hit us up at Taz the Moose, at Mark Malusis, or at Official Taz. Third and final hour, let's get going. Here's the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Tyreek Hill speaks for the first time since return. Nah, he does. He does. Doesn't really get into the weeds of everything that transpired. If you missed it, uh, here it is. Uh, let's go back to back to back, Anthony, shall we? And start it off with uh, uh, talking about uh, what led uh, and how, you know, him playing around with his son was basically trying to teach his son to roughhouse or how to box. Take a listen. Punching my son in my chest, that would probably refer to me teaching my son how to box. Because uh, we do got um, boxing gloves at, um, at our house. And our son, like, he's like Iron Man. So he loves Iron Man, Aquaman. He's like, Daddy, come on, come on, come on, all the time. So that's, that's what it is, man. You know, sometimes things get thrown out of context, you know, when feelings get involved and emotions. But I ain't going to get into all that right now. So thank you, guys. I love you. Cheetah back, man. Thank you for the support. Chiefs Kingdom, man, I love you. Like I said, I'm going as a person each and every day. I just want to thank them, you know what I'm saying, for the support. You know what I'm saying? I'm very appreciative of all of those guys for being in my in my life. You know what I'm saying? Especially, I mean, my teammates, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they stayed on me during the, the whole offseason. Week workout, week workout. You know what I'm saying? Steady showing me love. Steady doing everything. Yeah, so there's Hill yesterday uh, over the weekend as he addressed the media. Um, and back in Chiefs training camp, uh, back wearing that Chief uniform, back putting the helmet on, back at practice, back doing everything that he does as an uh, elite playmaker in the National Football League, Taz. Uh, to the chagrin of some, as you heard yesterday, uh, in vocal support, uh, to the excitement of others. Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about this earlier. Um, so if anybody missed any of the first... You know, first 30 minutes of our program, you could download the show, uh, download the podcast free every day uh, at radio.com on the, the app or the website or Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. You can get Taz and it was free every day. So, you know, we know you guys are busy. You got a lot going on. It's tough to listen to all three, hour, three hours of the live show. So you could check it out because we went uh, deep in this conversation about Tariq Hill and everything and with the Chiefs. And the thing is, Moose, I, during that, I did think that you brought up a very good question about as far as the Chiefs. 
you know, throughout the season here, what Tariq Hill, you know, what you asked me, you know, which is the same question we could ask the audience. So what what do you think the level of, um, you know, I don't know if the right word is fear, but you weren't better than me, but like what, what is the what concern? Is concern. What is the highest concern? What level of concern? Ten being ultra concerned that, that Tariq Hill is going to screw up again or whatever the hell happened. There's going to be another problem with him. And you had said seven, seven or eight, and I kind of agreed with that. And that's the thing. You know, um, I would strongly assume if, if Hill, if there's another issue of any sorts, off-field issue, no matter what it is, uh, accusation or what have you, I think they're going to cut loose and he's going to be done. I, I know how excellent of a player he is. I know how dynamic of a receiver he is, how fast he is, his athleticism, his ability to catch. He's a playmaking uh, machine, there's no doubt. But I'll tell you what, I think the Chiefs are probably at a point where, well, we're going to have to you know, fish or cut bait with this guy if there's another problem. I think they're going to cut bait. I don't think there's any doubt about that, Taz. And it doesn't even mean when the question I threw out to you earlier, it doesn't even you know, impact whether or not Hill gets in trouble again. Um, I don't think the Chiefs can rest easy mm. thinking about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I, 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 oh. And, it, it, you know, he might be, uh, you know, uh, he might be a altar boy for the next year. It doesn't mean that next year. So I, it's tough no, to trust him. Yeah, that, that's the issue you have is that, you know, it, it's tough to look at and you say, oh, if you're Kansas City, I think there's always going to be a concern level with Tyreek Hill uh, because, er, you know, early in his life, early into adulthood here, you know, it's not like he's 38, 39 years of age. There have been, uh, you know, uh, these alarming issues, whether it be domestic violence, which got him kicked off the team by Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State, or whether the these allegations of child abuse uh, here early in his career in Kansas City with the Chiefs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that it's going to be one that they're going to have a concern level each and every night, each and every time they put their head to the pillow, whenever that, whenever you know the coaches do sleep. Um, that they're going to say, all right, we hope that tonight's not a night we get a phone call. Or yeah. that, that tonight's yeah. not the night that, uh, you know, that there's a – I'm not telling you that there will be, but it just ha- – there has to be. You'd be too naive to think that, oh, no, they're good. I mean, they completely trust Tyree Kill. I think that's complete and utter nonsense. What they look <laughs> at him is an elite playmaker in the National Football League. And Andy Reid talking about him being at, back at practice, making plays. I would expect Tyreek Hill would be making plays in practice. Yeah, and, and the thing is, look, uh, to the point you're making, if Tyreek Hill's name is in the media, um, you know, in, in something negative, you know, something comes out in the news with him, if, the, if that were to happen, you know, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I think Andy Reid and company are going to cut, you know, cut him loose. And, and the thing is, like, it's it's the whole, it's just always been something with this guy. And, you know, who knows? If you're not in the room, you don't know what the truth is. But, you know, he didn't come out to the media. It's the first time he's spoken now. So, but he didn't come out and, like, he, he didn't come off like, you know, listen, I apologize for everything that's been going on and to my teammates and to the team and, and the distraction and to, in my personal life. You know, I just, it, it's just, uh, you know, it's a new page, new day in my life, something. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, just some kind of a, I don't even care if it's a cliche thing. He didn't come off like that. I don't know how he came off. He came off, came off kind of like just. I don't think he came off great. He just was. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Like it was just. It was almost like this. This was a planned thing. The Chiefs set this thing up for him. He knew Tariq knew that he was going to go out there and talk to the media. This wasn't like a a shock and all thing. Hey, Tariq, go out there right now. No, I don't want. No, no, no. He knew it was happening, and I'm sure he had prepared statements to some degree from his representation along with the Chiefs. Um, it just didn't. 
it was, I, I, if you really try to sink your teeth into anything you said, there's really not a lot to sink your teeth, in, teeth into. No, there's there's not a lot. It's tough to take. He didn't give you all that much. You didn't expect him to give all that much. I don't know if I necessarily believe the roughhousing or boxing is a believable story. I don't know exactly uh, if anyone believes it, Taz, but, um, you know, the chief fan, uh, as we heard yesterday at our camp, those that were cheering him on, are happy to have him back. Well, that's the thing. And you have a, a, a young child involved here, you know, where something went on there because, you know, when she taped him and she asked him that question, no matter if she set him up or not, you know, his significant other, his fiance, Crystal Espinal, you know, when she said, uh, um, your son is terrified of you, I believe that was the exact, I'm not reading, I think that was the exact words. And he didn't come like come back at her like, no, no, he's not. What are you talking about? That That's crazy. That's asinine. He didn't say that. He more or less said, yeah, and you should be too. And he cursed at her, you know. So, you know, that that's that's a problem right there. And that's what the biggest thing where a lot of people have been like, wow. You know, they heard that audio. No matter if she set him up or not. I don't know the truth. I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm not a detective. I'm not involved with domestic <laughs> stuff. I mean, I, I have no idea. But. It just it came off bad. She, you know, he came off real bad, and then the, this thing here, he didn't say nothing. So I mean, it was uh, what a four month investigation by the NFL, I think, Moose, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and so they he's, didn't have all the information right. in the uh, police investigation uh, where charges were not filed. I mean, that whole scenario was messy, and we got into it at the time, Taz. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you listened to him yesterday and think it's all that you know how he came across was all that believable and. Um, you know, you, you hope that the the child is safe. You hope that the children, he's got That's three the main children right there. with uh, Espinal. So you hope everyone is is safe and secure and, and their young lives are not being affected on a day-in, day-out basis. That's that's the biggest thing of all uh, because it's it's scary at three years of age and you know, sometimes even younger you see these stories with child abuse. But um, we'll find out. And the NFL didn't, chose not to suspend him. And Kansas City welcome back with open arms. Next. Number two. The Mets land Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. They do. They trade uh, their top two pitching prospects, Anthony Kay and Simeon Woods Richardson, up to Toronto for Marcus Stroman, who's pitching to an under three ERA this year for the Blue Jays. A Long Island guy was wearing a Met jacket. He posted a picture early on in his life, Taz, when he was a kid. Uh, he now comes and is going to be pitching at City Field, and uh, uh, they have control this year and for next for Stroman. I kind of like the move by Brody Van Wagenen when uh, first reaction. I like Stroman. I think it'll work as a number two right behind Jacob DeGrom. Um, and now in a pitching thin market, the Mets have actually, in one trade, helped their team and helped the value of three potential trade assets, right. which being Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, and also um, in Jason Vargas. Right, right. I think all three of their their values improved yesterday with the Mets adding Marcus Stroman because Stroman's not going to be a solution for another team. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, totally true. I mean, you're getting an all-star on your team, too. His first year as an all-star, Stroman, he's the real deal. To uh, You know, it, it's, it's listen, as a Mets fan, yeah, sure. Usually you're very happy when your team gets a really good player. You know, I just hope that, and I don't feel like we gave up a ton here in, in Anthony Kay and uh, Simon Woods Richardson. You know what I mean? I, I, I understand the two minor league pitches and they're good pitches, but, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I wish we were, I feel like Brody and company with the Mets, it's like they, they have this win now mentality, and 
I, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think we're kind of a little too far back out of the woods to win now. You know, uh, too much time has passed for too many losses to win now. So, See, but it could happen. It. it could happen. It could, I hope it happens. You know what? I don't know if I look at it as necessarily a win now move. I mean, if they win now, I think that's the added bonus task. But I, I, I think the Mets have an understanding of what they are being five games under 500. Even riding a four-game winning streak and having some very winnable games in front of them, I think it's a case of they're a better baseball team today than they were yesterday before they made this move adding Stroman, um, and I think it helps them in the next three days be able to then pair off maybe one or two other pitchers um, in the trade market to contending teams that are starving for a starter. Uh, right, say right. like the Yankees, even yeah. though it's impossible to imagine a deal between the Mets and the Yankees in the New York marketplace. I think that's really what it's all about for them. I know. I said this the other day. And I, you, no you, pressure to sign Wheeler because you right. got Strowman. Right, right, right. right but, if you met, pair Wheeler off, you don't have to sign him to a long-term contract. You got Strowman under contract for next season. If you decide to hold on to Wheeler, you could offer him... You know, you, you can you know you can offer him the qualifying offer, take the draft choice, even if he signs with another team. If you don't get the value back in return, if you decide to trade Noah Syndergaard, you get the King's ransom right now because he's oh. probably the best starter that's out there. That's that's what I think is going to happen, and I and I think he's going to go to your Yankees. I think I know you disagree with me I'd last week on that. It. Do you think it's going to happen? Because I think that's going to happen. Uh, Do you think you don't I think don't. You, last I week don't. you didn't think it was going to happen? No, I still don't. You want it to happen, though. Yeah, I'd like to see Syndergaard in a Yankee uniform. I I think with that lineup and that defense the Yankees have, Syndergaard would flourish. He would flourish. You know this, though, Taz. You've been watching it. Mets-Yankees making a trade. I know. I know. It's good in theory. It never happens in reality. No, I know. I know. It's very difficult for those two teams to make a trade. Play Torres on the Mets. No, you're not kidding. Stop. Stop Come on. Nonsense. Judge? No, no judge. No. Imagine Judge and Alonzo. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That would be great. You're not getting you're City not, Field. Stop it. Center Field? Who's playing Center Field? No, no. At, no, at City Field. Oh, at City, City Field. Field. Oh. Judge wearing blue? I look great in blue and orange. He wears a nice blue. <laughs> he wears a dark a navy blue. Yeah, blue. It's a navy blue. But it's a blue. <laughs> it's a very dark navy. He does work. He does look nice in blue. That's I agree with you. <laughs> the navy blue and the road grays. The pinstripes. Yeah, the guys. Classic uniform Jones. That's exactly yeah. right. All right. Next. Number three. Report A.J. Green has torn ligaments in his left ankle, likely out six to eight weeks. Yeah, so bad news. Saturday card off the field, MRI. Results of the MRI released on Sunday. Schefter, I believe, first had it, torn ligaments in that left ankle. Six to eight weeks uh, puts opening day, uh, week one of the NFL regular season, in jeopardy for A.J. Green. Now, they're practicing out at Dayton, Ohio, commemorate 100th uh, year of, of the National Football League. Some have called into question Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals. Basically, as you pointed out, Taz, earlier in the program, called into question just how good that field was, the condition. Zach Taylor, their head coach, first-year head coach, came out and said the field had nothing to do with the A.J. Green injury. He's going into the final year of his contract. Ninth season for A.J. Green this year is seven-time Pro Bowler. He's been a remarkable NFL wide receiver, a very, very productive wide receiver since getting drafted high coming out of Georgia. Uh, he's had a really good career and a tough break early on in camp, literally, uh, for the Cincinnati Yeah, Bengals. no no doubt. And it sucks for the Bengals fans, there's no doubt. I got to tell you, though, I, like I was saying earlier, man, Tyler Boyd, the other starting receiver there for the Bengals across 
from AJ Green. If he's saying that the field had rocks and and it, and, and the, there's a practice field they were on, and if it was stinky and sucky, I believe him. I don't care what anybody else says. These, these guys are on this field every day in the heat, and they're practicing, they're training. And he's a wide receiver also, so he's training in the same area. His drills are being done in the same area. Uh, to be frank, Moose, you might know the answer. I don't. I'm not sure if the practice field there at Dayton, if it's grass or field turf. I'm not sure what it is. No, so no, it might, it's field turf. It is field turf. So, yeah, field like turf. I was saying earlier. They were it, talking about the pebbles. All right, so that's the thing. The, the rubber things and stuff like that, the, the, the tires that are ground up in the field turf. I've seen I've seen my son play lacrosse on worn-out field turf fields. And it's hard. It's it's like almost like a, almost close to being like cement because the turf portion, the, the artificial fake grass, it's not artificial turf. That's the, the bright green stuff. <clears throat> that stuff grinds down to nothing. And then you're just playing on some ground up pebbles, uh, you know, which are like they're rubber. It's rubber tires that are like pebbles, and there's cement under it. I mean, so I could see how if there's no cushion. Okay, that's why there's more injuries happen on, you know, well, back the old school artificial turf. That's because it was hard. There was no give. Where grass, natural grass, there's less lower leg injuries because there's more give in the dirt and the grass. Well, that's why they made field turf because there's more give in it. But I guess at Dayton on this practice field, I mean, according to Boyd, it's worn out and it's sucky. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that could definitely uh, lead to someone, you know, messing up their ankle. Well, listen, we're, we're not out there, Taz, but right, right. Um, a Boyd and I guess reportedly a couple other Bengal players complained about the condition of the field. So, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to judge it now, even though they're commemorating the 100th year of the National Football League and a game that was played in 1920 in Dayton, Ohio, Taz. I would think the Bengals would be smart enough as an organization if they felt I would hope. If, they, if they felt the condition was unplayable and the field was unplayable, they would not roll their players out there. You know what happens, Moose? Though I would if, think no. no, no you, you, you felt you, like there's pressure; they have I, to go, they have is, to play. I mean, I, they could have done. Even if the fans showed up, Taz, for the practice, you could do something where you're signing autographs for the fans. Yeah, and no, miss, I know. I mean, you could. No, there's but, but a way I mean, to make it up for that. But what happens though? At, at, you know, a lot of times is they might be doing drills in an area. Might not be playing a scrimmage or a game on that area or, or running a full offense versus full defense. It could just be wide receiver position. Their position works in that area and they're working on drills, and that's you know, that's what could happen too. So that area can get worn down. Not I mean, true. you know, it was seven on seven drills where the green injury happened. So they were lining so, up. Okay, if they were doing seven on seven, then they were on the full field. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was seven on my bad. Yeah, I didn't know it was on seven, at, seven. He threw kind of like a, a fade. Okay. A fade okay. pattern. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it went up over Drake or Patrick, came down, mm. and then started limping. Okay. Didn't go down to the turf. <clears throat> yeah. But then started limping, came off, and then immediately was I mean, know, looked at and then taken to the court. I could be dead wrong on it. So could Tyler Boyd. He was on it, not me. Maybe it wasn't the field. Look, that could happen, there, as you know. That could happen to any athlete. Once you come up and down, once you land, you could do anything. You could see it in the in NBA all the time. <laughs> it, all time. it could just be a where to, I mean, could it not be a case of, you know, it was just regardless of field that he played on, his, his ankle was ready to, you know, ligament. I mean, it could be, you're right, that could happen at any time. He's been in the league a long time. He's an extremely athletic, high-wire type of wide receiver that goes up and gets the football all the time. You feel bad. You hope the injury is not uh, where the field did not play a role in the injury. Uh, but when you hear Bengals complaining about that condition, that leads you to have that kind of speculation. Sure, sure thing. Uh, so all there right. you have it. Your three big storylines here on this Monday morning. Uh, the injury for A.J. Green, the Mets acquiring Marcus Stroman from the Toronto Blue Jays, and Tyreek Hill back 
for the Kansas City Chiefs at training camp. We'll come back. John McClain's going to join us a little later on this hour. We're going to talk a little National Football League. Houston Chronicle, John works for it, does a great job. Uh, it's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Oscar De La Hoya, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, that's right. On this Monday morning, John McClain, Houston Chronicle. We'll talk some Texans from around the National Football League with John coming up to, to close out of the program as well. Anything on social media about the uh, unnamed segment? Well, we have the team checking right now. Uh, and this new, uh, some of the complaints, Moose, um, yeah. All the actually, you and I talked about this earlier. Twitter, the new Twitter interface on a laptop or a desktop, it absolutely sucks. Terrible. So it's like when you go to refresh, the team has been complaining. It's taking a little bit longer to see because we're getting so many people that are tweeting uh, that we're not seeing all of the responses right away. So I, I, it's very difficult for me to answer your question. Okay. Uh, because so. there's an issue because the team is relaying this message to me. About this, that so Twitter. I didn't even know they were going to change their interface. Did you? I, I didn't know. It just no. There was. I didn't hear about it, and then okay. it happened last week. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I, I started fussing around with it. No, it sucks. I don't enjoy it. Yeah, and um, not an enjoyable experience. Everyone out there in Twitter land. Yeah. By the way, speaking of podcast, um, I would like to promote the Taz Show. Will be recorded today. Uh, yes. Uh, that's yeah, right. We're right on the yeah. podcast topic. <laughs> CBS Sports Radio's toll free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. And that will be dropping tomorrow morning? No, sir. You know me. You know how we roll, kid. Uh, Later on this afternoon, Afternoon Drive Jones. Yeah, people have it for the Afternoon Drive uh, from the Northeast. Uh, But people on the other side of the country, uh, they'll get it, uh, I guess, around lunchtime. Okay, cool. uh, Yeah, there'll be some topics in there, topic-driven. I don't need guests. I don't like guests. You know me. Uh, That's how I am. Except on Taz and the Moose. I love guests. Nice. But uh, for the Taz Show podcast... Solo Jones. That's how I roll, kid. Okay, cool. Yeah, Very nice. so we're good. But one day I got to have you on as a guest. Can you do guests now with your current setup? Oh, come on. I have, of course I can. I have, uh, we, I have four producers. No, come on. Seriously. No, no, I can. I can. Okay. Of course I can. What, no. what do you think I'm running here? A, a Bush League organization? No, no, no. What do you think? I'm Mikey B? No, no. With basketball I'm, drives? No, no, no. I'm just asking you a question. It was just a question. That's yeah, all. It was a little bit insulting. I got to be honest. How I, is that insulting? Yeah, I don't know. Like, can you do guests for your current setup? What do you think? I, I, I got studios all. I got home studios. I got studios upstairs. I got studios everywhere. You know me. Well, no, I'm talking about for when you do it from home. Oh, I have a studio at home. I have lines. I have different lines coming. I have call All screen right. from uh, in New I'm York. Sorry, I apologize for my naive question. No Pogish. Good morning. How are you? A little salty. Uh, I'm a salty. Yeah, I know better by now. Yeah, it's been 19 months. months. I, I apologize. 19 months and four days. What's the count, Moose? What are we at? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know. I you don't. Know. Come I don't. on. Uh, What's going on, Andrew? How you doing? Oh, hey, guys. Here's your report. It's sponsored by Wrangler Outdoor. Pants and shirts made with durable fabrics, moisture management, and UPF 30 protection. Wrangler Outdoor. Clothing with outdoor credibility and everyday versatility. Try them on today. Big difference between a four-game sweep and taking just three of four. The Red Sox settling for the ladder last night against the Yankees. 1-1, swung on and in the air to deep right field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. 
It is a two-run home run deep in the right field seats. Yes, indeedy. This is the dawning of the age of Gregorius. Oh, my John's God. 1960 wants their reference back. Sterling flying high on Yankees radio last night. Austin Roman had already Hold hit Hold on. Him. Does anybody, like, under the age of, I don't know, 45 even know what he's talking about when he said that? I think so because I feel like hair is a big, like, high school musical really? thing. So, like, it ends up coming back into people's. You might not have been alive for the original. They know this is the dawning of Aquari- whatever, an Aquarius. So. What was the line? That was a- yeah. This Aquarius. is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Where were we? Austin Roman threw a home run as well off All Chris right, Sale. He allowed, thanks, Moose, he allowed six runs uh, total over five and a third, while Domingo Herman caved nine socks over that same time frame. His Yankees a 9-6 victory, avoiding that four-game sweep. There are nine games, not seven now, between them and Boston. The Rangers losing in Oakland 6-5 with closer Jose Leclerc allowing two runs in the ninth. The winner on a bases-loaded walk. Leclerc was pitching for the third straight day. Manager Chris Woodward slightly overdramatic. It hurts. It hurts my heart to see that, you know, he ended up... It not working out. It hurts, hurts his my heart. heart. Yeah, he didn't want to pitch him, had to pitch him, and then that happens. So it hurts his heart. Mm. Hurts my heart. We can't come up with a name for this. Big the three win. Days in a row. I, I thought I gave it to you uh, before. It hurts my head. Uh, I don't know. I think speaking of Phil Jones is in the lead, Moose, with this name for this bit. i got to be honest with you. What was his again? Uh, NFL Campfires. I say yeah, NFL cool. Campfire Jones, but NFL Campfires. That's what he's got. It's pretty yeah, good. Good job. All right, Andrew, come on. I like that one. On NL grass, Kyle Schwarber, a grand slam and three-run homer in the Cubs' 11-4 victory in Milwaukee. The Cardinals losing at home to the Astros 6-2, so Chicago and St. Louis even atop the NL Central this morning. The Mets have rather shockingly taken control of the pitching market ahead of Wednesday afternoon's trade deadline. They sent two prospects to the Jays yesterday for all-star writing Marcus Stroman. Now they could move Noah Syndergaard and or Zach Wheeler. It's reportedly torn left ankle ligaments for Bengals wideout A.J. Green. He's now in real doubt for week one. Rams running back Todd Gurley says he'll be on a, quote, veterans plan this season to protect his troublesome knee. Gurley will not play this preseason. His practice reps limited during camp, and he'll get extra days off during the season. And Brooks Kepka picked up career win number seven yesterday at the WGC St. Jude Invitational. He started the final round, a shot behind, playing partner Rory McIlroy, but one by three with McIlroy fading to a tie for fourth. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, McLean from the Houston Chronicles is going to join us coming up uh, after the break. But quickly here, let's get to it, the undercard. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All right, what do we got, Mike? All right, how about this report that David Griffin says Zion Williamson is still getting taller. How many more inches does Zion have in him? Oh, it's uh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, how when do you officially? I, there's no one official. When do you kind of stop growing? I remember, like, with my son, I don't know when he was, I don't know, he might have been like a sophomore in high school. He had another spurt. And then uh, his doctor was saying to my wife that it could be, I could be wrong on this, I think it was something like 22, 23 years old. Oh, okay. I know my son's 20, and I feel like, no lie, in the past, I don't know, like a couple of months, he even got a little taller. He's about six foot. Zion's what? What's Zion? Six, what is he? Six, seven? Six, seven. 
So, dude, could you imagine? This kid could, you never know. He could hit 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, you know, I mean, uh, if, if I am a hey, Pelicans good. fan, I want him to stay just as he is. Not bigger, not taller. He's perfect. <laughs> yeah, normally, <laughs> though, guys, you know, when they get NBA players, you don't often see them grow. I mean, Durant's the same size he was coming out of Texas at 18, 19 years of age. But he's young. This guy's young. And, and, no, I, you know, I know, but, you know, I mean, could he? He could. He could. You know, what well, year Durant? I mean, Durant a, was a junior? Seen when he came out? He was a junior? No, no, no. He was a freshman. Oh, he's a freshman. Oh, okay, he came so he's around the no, same age came, then. Yeah, as he came out. Yeah, he was right. Mr. Double Double at Texas. Texas, he was hitting that, what is he, six, seven foot? Oh, almost was, yeah, how tall was, Durant? Yeah, 6'10". Six, 6'10"? Six, six, yeah, Durant was, I mean, maybe he's grown an inch. I, I don't know, maybe. I mean, he's basically the same guy he was at Texas. Yeah. Same exact guy. Well, everyone's I mean, different, as you be. know. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone's I mean, different. Who knows? You he have three really, boys. Your, your yeah, kids can't dispute it. Once yeah, they, you I mean, know, if one the doctor's telling growing, your wife yeah. that 22, 23, you're right. Zion yeah. Williams is still growing. Yeah, and you Maybe also. Maybe he'll be eight feet tall. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, don't, I know I stopped growing a couple of months ago. I mean, I was on the well, rise. Shrinking now. I, I am actually shrinking. Well, I, well, it was that pile driver in 95. There was a line there when you're like, my son's getting taller. I feel like saying, Taz, you're getting shorter. Oh, that's nice. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know, you know I, that's nice. Easy boomer. So, uh, no, I'm just saying that's what no, happens. No, no. That is what happens. And all of a sudden, you're right. Rain. All I of a sudden, we'll, we'll see. you know, where's Taz? He's over there. He's, I'm like the bagel right. store guy now. All of a sudden, all right. it's like, I'll take like, uh, no, it's everything. Fine. It's it's that's it. <laughs> I love locks. I love locks on my bagels. Hey, just ask your son if he's grown at all. No, no. Look <laughs> uh, taller, Dad. You, yeah, he's like, yeah. And you he's, need some lifts in your he's shoes. He's a wise guy, man. No. I know a lot of wrestlers who used to do that. All kidding aside, they put them in their boots. I'm sure they did. I could name guys that you'll know that they are. Oh, I know they're they're, they're heightening. Well, there's some guys you look at it that look like they're wearing heels. They're so well, they're, they're platform wedge boots. shoes. But there's also that is guys that wear those same wedge. Inside their boot. Oh my god! I'm not kidding. I don't want to name the guy because I'm a gentleman. There's someone who's very popular who does that. Okay. Yes. Um. All right. Anyway. He's got really long ankles. <laughs> His ankles are growing. Right. No, Zion could definitely be getting taller. No doubt. No doubt. Um, no doubt. All right. Next. Ooh. Oh. All right. And final one for me from Brown's training camp. Defensive end Chad Thomas and tight end Farrell Brown got into a shoving match. And what did Fred, Freddie Kitchens do, the head coach? He punished the entire team, made them run sprints. Nice. Love you it. like that? I hate it. it. I hate it. Hate it. Listen, bro, look. This is camp. Freddie Kitchens knows this happens. Fights happen all the time. Scuffles happen. I mean, it's no one's getting hurt. Ends it, though. These are grown-ass he everyone. He wants everyone to be focused. Kumbaya? Enough. No. Ooh, it, I think I just got a name for all that. Camp thing, dude. Something with Kumbaya. Oh, I had that in the open, remember? Uh, that got nixed. That got nixed. <laughs> Stop. Don't oh, <laughs> ever want to be focused. None of the fighting. Anyway, eight five five two one two. That's God. true. I, that's I'm not you're telling not, a story. You're like I got, got something. Mixed. Kumbaya. Come on. Please. Come hard. <laughs> don't come at all. Taz and the Moose. John McClain's going to join us. Houston oh, Chronicle. Man. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz <laughs> and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, doing more brought to you by the Home Depot, the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do projects smarter. Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who is doing more for his team. J.P. Crawford. Uh, Crawford singled in the 10th inning as the Mariners walked off the Tigers 3-2 up in Seattle. Uh, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Can guarantee low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Yes, that's John right. McClain yes. is joining us right now. Houston Chronicle. Yes. Yes. John, you there, bud? Hello, Johnny. I'm here. How John, you doing, buddy? Good morning. How are you? On? How are you? The I'm doing great. Football. How are you? You got it, John. Good, man. Good, on, John. John, so let's get into it, bro. Uh, how great was it to see uh, J.J. Watt back on the practice field? Well, we knew he was uh, not uh, – he was ready to come back. He told us he didn't even know he was on PUP until he saw it tweeted and he missed one day. And usually they give him day off. He'll work one, take one off, work two, take one off. So far, he hasn't taken one off. And when he's on the practice field, as other players will say on both sides of the ball, there's just more of a buzz when he's out there. And then, of course, when the fans are out there, we must hear a million times, J.J., J.J., over (laughs) here, over here. Well, I'm sure. I mean, he's that he's kind of that big of a star here. Uh, John, when, when you look at this Texan team, um, you know, offensive line certainly was an issue a year ago. Watson got got hit a lot, and certainly he, he does extend plays with his legs. But, but the overall vibe and feel about this Texan team going into camp at the start of camp? The, the two problem areas, offensive tackle and cornerback, and they added a lot of positions, but we're not going to know for sure exactly how much they've improved until they start playing. They have some joint practices in Green Bay. Then they have joint practices here against the Lions, and we're going to know a lot more. They've got three new offensive tackles, veteran Matt Khalil, who rehabbed in the offseason, but Khalil has been out there every day. He's full speed. Their first two picks, Titus Howard, left tackle, also playing left guard. Max Sharping, right tackle, also playing right guard. And a lot of those hits were Watson's fault. Besides being sacked 62 times, he got knocked down another 132 times. And one of the things new quarterbacks, Coach Carl Smith, is working with him after spending the last eight years working with Russell Wilson in Seattle is getting rid of the ball quicker and avoiding some of those hits. And as you guys know, that comes with the maturity of the quarterback. Watson's never had an interception problem, and he likes to throw the ball downfield. His average per attempt his first two seasons, 8.3 and 8.2 yards, is among the top six in the league. So he tells us, Watson does, he says, you guys complain about me holding the ball, but when I make plays down the field, you don't seem to mind it. And the key is, of course, is to make plays down the field and still avoid the Saxon heads. Well, you listen to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Our special guest right now is John McClain, covers the NFL for the Houston Chronicle, uh, and is en route as we speak to him right now to uh, the Texans camp. Uh, sticking real quick, I have a question, John, about as far as the offensive line uh, conversation, and you're just spitballing some names out there about what's going on, what like veteran Matt Khalil and stuff like that, and 
Now, Julian Davenport, uh, you know, he was a starter on that, that offensive line for a couple of years. I mean, is he still in the mix for one of those tackle spots? He's in the mix. He's the only tackle they have who plays both sides. Right. In practice, he goes back and forth. But they're not expecting him to be the tackle unless he plays wow. a whole lot better than last year. Yeah. But he's uh, he might end up being a swing tackle just because he plays both sides. But I doubt seriously he's going to be starting again. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying he. It, it, it probably was a tough transition for him. He, you know, he came out of a, he didn't come out of a big school, big kind. He came out of Bucknell in the Patriot League. I remember when he was at Bucknell, and you know, you're not, you know, no knocking on the other Division One programs or conferences, but you know, you know, it's tough when you're not playing the ACC or the Big Ten or the SEC. You know what I mean? So I, I, maybe that maybe that was a tough. Tra- I know he's a big kid, and I know he was a starter, but I guess that it's a shame to hear he's probably going to lose a spot. Davenport is is six seven, three twenty. He's got an incredible wingspan. He works really hard. And I equate that coming from Bucknell to the NFL, like driving in a small town in West Texas, then having to fight traffic in Houston. Yeah, it takes a long time to get used to. Right. So maybe in his third season, he would show big improvement, surprise everybody, and win that starting job. But uh, I'll. Still, still be surprised. Right. Um, yeah. When? What about what you want to see here? Um, you know, with with Watson. Um, you know, a lot of expectations. He's certainly one of the great young signal callers in the National Football League. John, what about here, Watson in 2019? I think last year, considering the circumstances and the limitations, he played great. Think about this. He played at least a month with a collapsed lung and a broken rib. Missed one play because they he thought the half was over, and Brandon Wheaton had to take a knee. He didn't have his second, third receivers, Will Fuller and Kiki QT, for a combined 19 games because of injuries. He had two rookie tight ends. He had a running back, Lamar Miller, missed two and a half games, and a backup running back. Deontay Foreman was out most of the season and didn't do anything when he came back. So if they're improved in those areas, there's no telling how prolific the passing game can be. And I tell everybody, if you're a fantasy player, be all over Deshaun Watson because the kid has a great touchdown-to-interception ratio. His rating was sixth in the league, tied for fifth in average per attempt, and his if Will Fuller and Kiki QT can stay on the field, second-year tight ends will be improved, and maybe Deontay Foreman back at full speed will be able to help behind Lamar Miller. Watson has a chance to be uh, tremendous. Hey, uh, so, John, let me ask you, if we go on the other side of the ball, uh, to the defensive side of the ball, you know, any real chance that, that the Houston Texans would, Texans would trade Clowney? Absolutely not. He's their second best defensive player. He's the uh, he's disruptive. He's great against the run. Jadavian is not a great pass rusher, and he wants to be paid like one. And they're not going to do it. They've offered him some contracts, but so far they got him this year for fifteen point nine million. They could franchise him a second year next year. I think uh, there's a good chance they'll work out a long term contract in the last season. And if he wants to be paid like a premier pass rusher, he needs to get 10 sacks for the first time in his career. You know, John, those that are critical of Bill O'Brien, justified or not? 
Well, it depends on the criticism. He hadn't won in the playoffs, but he's won three division titles in five years. He's had four winning records. The only time they didn't have a winning record, they were 4-12 and and had 23 players on IR, including 13 starters. Seeing that year how the Colts and the Texans were hit with injuries and didn't have the quarterback, and both were 4-12 and last year they were in the playoffs. So I think O'Brien, a lot of people don't like the fact that he calls plays, but when you look at Watson's performance, I think he should be calling the plays. They have a great relationship. He oversees the game plan. Now they've got a management structure. People here freak out because they don't have a general manager. And I tell them it's not the title. It's about the responsibilities. And if everybody handles their responsibilities, and if they do a good job, they'll keep the current structure. And if they don't, then the owner, Cal McNair, will hire general manager next year. John, when you look at the complexion of the AFC here, right, where do you, you know, Hill now back in a Kansas City Chief uniform, not facing suspension, where do you put the Texans here in the complexion of the AFC about about being a Super Bowl contending team? Well, I've never, I've never had them as a Super Bowl contender. I think there'd be a chance for that next year. They play a first-place schedule this year. Their cornerbacks, they've got Bradley Roby coming off a mediocre season in Denver, They've got Aaron Colvin in the slot coming off a bad season in Houston and 35-year-old Jonathan Joseph at corner. And those are their first three. And the first seven quarterbacks is an amazing murderer's row. Drew Brees, Nick Foles, Phillip Rivers, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Patrick Mahomes, and Andrew Luck. That's a good run. When (laughs) when you've got issues at cornerback, you better be able to score a lot of points because they're going to throw for a lot of yards and they're going to score a lot of points. The front seven is really good, but they were 28th in pass defense, and over the last five games, including the playoff loss to Indianapolis, their pass coverage was awful. No, it, it certainly was, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, John, so you don't look at him. This, who do you put on that, you know, you're, you cover the NFL as well. Who do you put on in the AFC as teams that can win a championship this year? Well, first of all, I pick the Patriots every year, and I'm usually right. <laughs> I think you guys mentioned Kansas City with Tyreek Hill coming back. I think the Chiefs, of course. I believe the Chargers. problem with the Chargers is they basically play 16 road games. They don't have a home, home field advantage, and they were able to overcome that last year. Uh, I'm not buying Cleveland for the Super Bowl. Well, I was just going to ask you, are you buying into the, oh. that, that offense that the Browns have, though? Because everybody's hyping up the Browns. What do you think, John? Yeah, no, I think they're a legitimate playoff team, but not a Super Bowl contender. I think it'll come from Kansas City, the Chargers, or possibly the Colts. Colts might be a year away as well. You got the big hat? It's hot. It's going to be hot in Texas today. It's always hot down there, as you know, John. You got the camp. You wear those big hats, the straw hats like the coaches wear when you're at the camp? (laughs) No straw hat, but like I tell people, when you're cool, you're cool, and it doesn't matter the temperature. Wow, there it is. <laughs> Got to respect that, John. You are the man. That is a, that is a good line. John McClain, that line, Houston buddy. Chronicle. <laughs> hey, uh, John, enjoy camp today. We appreciate a couple minutes this morning. Guys, thank you very much. Keep up the great work. Thank, oh, thank you, John. You, John. Appreciate, appreciate that. That, is that, was, that was a good line. That's a really good line. What, what is it? When you're cool, when you're, you're cool, don't. I, I got to go listen to podcasts uh, at Taz <laughs> and Moose it. on Apple Podcasts, and they'll get. What was it? When you're cool, you're cool. No matter if it's hot, it's not. I think yeah, I messed that up. Uh, check out radio.com, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Download it uh, each and every day. It'll be interesting. 
He doesn't put the Texans on that kind of level. Yeah. Um, I had a good he, year last year. I had a good year, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, but he doesn't JJ's put a, back, you know. You he think. is. You've got Clowney. He said next year is probably more the year. Interesting. You know, and he, you know, these guys that, are, as you know, you know a lot of these guys that study the teams fully. They know, man. They're on top of it, and they're usually right. When you're cool, you're cool. It doesn't matter the temperature. Yes. That's it's perfect. Line. Good job, Mike, across the way. Pierno as well. Yes, good uh, job. Bogus with the updates. John McLean, Houston Chronicle, for joining us. Uh, you guys interacting as well. Hopefully, we'll come up with a name for our new segment. Oh, work some all day. I'm going to work on it. That's bro. it. We're going to. Oh, we're going to spitball. That might be coming it. together. Yeah, you just nailed it. Well, kumbaya. <laughs> no, not last use that. Mondays. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. CBS Sports Radio. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 